There is a different prayer each day of the 40 days, and there's a different scripture to look up for your devotions for that day. So please get a prayer card, and please participate. Even if you have not participated for the first week, uh, you can participate starting uh, today with that card. Okay, so I want to talk about fasting, and uh, I simply entitled this fasting for the one to come. The one to come. Now, you know each uh, December we look at Advent, and Advent means coming. And uh, Advent, or that coming, simply means the arrival of an important person or event. And for Christmas, of course, Jesus is that important person, is first coming to earth, and I like that. In Luke chapter 2, we read of the prophetess named Anna, which it says in verse 37, she never left the temple, serving day and night with fastings and prayer. Wow. She too was looking for the uh, comfort of Israel. She was looking forward to the redemption of Israel. Well, I'm asking us to pray for the coming of this new minister uh, in this next year. And so please join in this. Uh, th the season in the church's life that someone would come alongside of you, you must, you must spend time in prayer concerning this. We've got a prayer time of fasting. Doug had mentioned that in the announcements. Please go out and sign up. There's two sign-ups for this. There is one for those that will accept the challenge to just fast 24 hours. You're just going to do without food. You can drink water. And uh, we're going to pray through that 24 hours. And everyone that signs up is going to pray together from wherever you're in the county or the next county, we're all going to pray together that God would hear our prayers about this minister and that God is already uh, uh, knocking on his heart and that he's already preparing this to be. So please pray for us. Now, you may medically not be able to fast food. And so there's a second sign-up page, and you'll be able to maybe give up something for 24 hours. It might be sweets. Did that little, create a little sting right there? That was difficult for you? Well, then sweets are probably what you need to give up in that fast. Uh, it might be television. Uh, another, it kind of like hurt to hear that, didn't it? Or it might be Facebook. It might be cell phones altogether. It might be computers. Whatever it is, what we're wanting to do is show God that He is all we need and that the things of this world are His blessings but we don't look to the world for our strength. We don't look to the world for our answer to prayer. We look to Jesus Christ. And so we're going to pray and we're going to fast together. And so uh, let's, let's ask him to bless us in this next minister coming. So let's look at fasting for a moment. It is about his strength, not our strength. What are you doing in a fast? You're looking to His strength. You're looking for His answer in your life. The fasting that God rewards is not a, a declaration of what you've done. You, you brag to your friends at work, I fasted 24 hours. Yeah, it's kind of like a man thing. Hey, I had nothing. I did 48. And then it becomes some kind of a contest of our strength. And that is not 
what fasting is about. It's his strength. It's not our strength. It's not because we buckled down and did it. It's about an expression of our emptiness and that we would be filled with him. That's what our fast is about. We are empty before him and we're longing to be filled. And so my testimony uh, following our fast, our language uh, would include how broken I felt. And you might describe to uh, your Christian friend how broken you became in that fast. It might be how God showed up uh, and did this or that or such and such as you prayed and, and he revealed some pretty cool things to you. It, it could be how uh, you grew spiritually in this prayer time or uh, how you felt more intimate with God than you felt in months or years. You see why you need this fast in this prayer time? Because we need this. Last year when we called a, a church-wide fast, we had uh, 39 to sign up for the food part. Uh, that was phenomenal in a church our size. That's phenomenal. And by the way, you that are watching by YouTube, you can text me or message me on Facebook and say, add my name, I'm going to fast. And that's this Saturday the 11th uh, through. We're going to break this fast together in a fellowship meal. That's going to be soup. That's going to be a chili. That's going to be a stew. It's going to be whatever you bring in a crock pot. And we're going to spend some time after worship next Lord's Day and uh, then go and eat together, okay? So we need you to participate. Christian fasting does not come from our own power, but from the heart of God as he works in us, okay? So I want to have you turn over quickly to just some quick text. One is Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Philippians, you know, if you get to 1 and 2 Corinthians in the Bible, you can find uh, Philippians is after Galatians and Ephesians. And so would you please go ahead and turn. Turn to that, Philippians 2. And I'm looking for 12 and 13. So then, my beloved... Just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And here it is, verse 13. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And so in fasting, we are putting emphasis upon God working on us in this 24-hour fast. And then the next text is 1 Peter. Go to the back of your New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verses 10 and 11. 4, 10, and 11. 10 says, As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving uh, by the strength which God supplies. You see the emphasis? The strength is his. We, we've just got to say yes. 
And when we say yes, we rely on him. And it's going to start now with this understanding. But we're going to, we're going to hype it up, aren't we? On this uh, church-wide fast when we call out to God. And so we, we realize that it's not our strength. It's not our willpower. It's what are the rewards that he gives through his free, unbridled grace. He just keeps giving. It's unconstrained. When we, listen to this. When we fast for his eyes and not for the eyes of others. I didn't bring in material in my message today, what Jesus said about fasting in, in Matthew. He laid out some things. When you fast, and it is not for the eyes of men, it is for God's eyes only. So in this fast, we're looking for several things. Number two, we're looking for His answers, not ours. And our opinions are just that. They're opinions. And so, his answers are true. We're looking for answers uh, to earnest prayer. What are we praying about specifically? We're praying specifically for a new minister to come that God might be putting in someone's thoughts already to, to be here with us because a lot of people are already praying for us. It's, it's for that minister to come. Over 4,500 Churches closed in America in 2021. About that many are closing every year. Now, they started churches, where 3,000 churches were started, but we're still losing, we're still losing, that more and more churches are closing. Over 1,700 ministers left the ministry every month last year. I, I said that right. 1,700 a month, that's 55 a day. Ministers are dying. Ministers are retiring. Ministers are quitting. Over 1,300 ministers were terminated by a local church each month without a cause. 1,300 a month. Many denominations, we're, we're non-denominational, but many denominations uh, report an empty pulpit crisis. They cannot find ministers willing to fulfill the positions. Now, you have to ask yourself, why? You have to ask yourself, why? According to a survey by Lifeway, the largest group had a change in calling. 37% had a change in calling. They stayed in ministry, but they had a change of calling. They're no longer the local minister of the church. 26% left because of a conflict in the church that could not be resolved. 13% uh, admitted that they were just a poor fit for the church. Uh, ministers also leave because of family issues, 17%. Moral and ethical issues, 13%. Burnout, 10%. Personal finances, 8%. And illness, 5%. The 1,700 ministers a month last year. And so we've got to pray. We've got to fast before God with a broken heart. Fasting functions as an assistant to prayer. Now follow me here. 
It, an assistant to our prayers. What do I mean by that? To come along, fasting comes along beside our prayers. You can see the bottle of octane boost in the picture. For spiritual, we need octane boost in our prayer life. And that's what I'm bringing that picture up for. Uh, the power to keep going. Local guys might add an STP octane additive to their gasoline tank. They might. I was talking to Adam Banks. What do they run on the salt flats? Rad rides by Troy. He said 114 octane methanol or octane 110 race fuel. It just depends on the class they are running in. Okay, so when I rode motorcycles, pull up to the gas pump, I always put in the highest octane that pump sold. Never put 87 in a motorcycle. What would 87 do? I'm not trying to outrun somebody. I don't want my engine to knock. And low octane will cause a motorcycle engine to knock. At least it did my bikes. And so my engine would knock, listen to this, on 87 noctane. All right? And so do you want to fast and pray or do you want to maintain a knocking prayer life? Because you're not put, putting enough into it. And your prayer life is knocking. Let's redline that bad boy, huh? Let's do it all for Jesus. Let him do a work in our life. We need answers to our prayers. We are hoping that God will answer them, and I believe he will. And I believe that he is sending the right man to the ministry here, and we're going to pray and fast for that to happen. We are looking for more of God himself. The ultimate reward of fasting, the best of all fruit of our fast, is God himself. And that's why you've heard me say multiple times that we are looking for intimacy with the Father. And let's acknowledge our sustenance comes from him. Let's acknowledge our strength comes from him. Let's acknowledge our hope comes from him. Let's acknowledge that everything, all good gifts from above, come from the Father. God himself in Christ is the one who satisfies more of God, more of himself, uh, more than the best foods that any, your, your, your favorite restaurant can bring to the table. He quenches our thirst more than the purest water, more than the richest milk, more than the best wine. He is our sustenance. And this prayer and fasting is going to reveal, if you've never done this, it works best if you can devote that whole day to prayer and Bible reading and being relaxed. Some of you can't. Some of you will fast and pray and go to work. And instead of lunch at work, you're going to possibly go to the break room and, and read and pray. You might go out to your vehicle and pray and read your Bible. And it's those precious times that he reveals himself in a greater way. I want to go over to Isaiah, to uh, the 55th uh, chapter, Isaiah 55. 55 verses 2 and 3, and then we'll jump to 6. 55, 2 and 3. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat 
what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. The M in me is capitalized. Come to God. Listen that you may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to David. Verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. Man, oh man, oh man. Now, that, that verse 6, that verse 8, those are popular verses. You, you already knew my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, declares the Lord. What's it connected to? It's connected to the earlier part of the chapter that I read in verse 2, three, two and 3. Why do you spend money for what's not bread? Your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. And I'll make an everlasting covenant with you. He is the one who says to the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment, Revelation 21.6. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him, Psalm 34, verse 8, and uh, Revelation 22.17. Uh, Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take water, the water of life, without cost. And then... A last point today, a call for leadership, for a minister to come to us and lead. Ephesians 4, I, I love Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. It talks about Jesus gifts, Holy Spirit gifts, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, God the Father's gifts in Romans uh, 8. But Jesus' gifts are there in those verses he gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the building up of the saints. We've each got, a, we're gifted differently. We've got different roles and we've got four elders in this, four pastors in this church. We're looking for that evangelist role. We're looking for the minister to come. In uh, Acts 16, it's recorded that God called Paul, through the Macedonian call to a specific ministry. You've heard that name before, the Macedonian call. Paul was led to Troas by the Holy Spirit, and Paul waited for God's direction. And one night, he had a vision uh, uh, from Macedonia. Uh, a man was out with his hands saying, Come, come help us. And Paul knew through that vision that the call was to go to Macedonia Come over to Macedonia to help us. Come over to Mantino to help us. Pray and fast. And God will plant that in somebody's heart, in somebody's mind. Another example is, is Jonah. If uh, you would turn over to Jonah in the Old Testament... That's a small book, isn't it? I didn't hear the pages turning. And if you're visiting, that means that's a hard book to find. Okay, third, um, Jonah 1, 1 through 3. 
Jonah 1, 1 through 3. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And so he, sent, he went down to Joppa. He found a ship uh, which was going to Tarshish. He paid the fare. He went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. It may be God could answer our prayer and he could plant into the heart and mind of our next minister and he, he goes to Tarshish instead. And so we wondered, was our prayers and fasting even heard? Oh yeah, but we have free will and we don't always follow the will of the Lord, do we? So, Peter was called in Acts chapter 10, remember that? The, the, the vision of the, the sheep that came down with the unclean animals. And, and, and he said, the, the, the vision said, arise, Peter, kill and eat. Not so, Lord, nothing unclean's ever entered my mouth. And uh, while that happened three times, there's a knock on the door, and it's some people that were called Gentiles. See, Peter was a, a Jew, and the Jews had nothing to do with the Gentiles. But you see, there was a prophecy in the book of Joel, the second chapter, and Peter used that text in his Pentecost sermon in Acts chapter 2 and said that the Spirit will come on all flesh, and it did. It came on the apostles there in the temple that day in Acts 2, and right there in Acts 10, it came upon the house of Cornelius, the Gentile world when the Holy Spirit came upon those people and they spoke in tongues and they baptized them into Christ that day. So Peter answered the call. It was such a bizarre call to go to the Gentiles with the sacred, precious gospel that he took some Jewish brothers with him because somebody had to be an eyewitness as to what God was doing. Yeah, and they went and they witnessed what God did. And then we have uh, Acts chapter 13, if you would turn there. In Acts 13, we find in verses 2 and 3. Thirteen, two and 3. 2 and 3. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. And then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So prayer and fasting called Barnabas and Saul, who became Paul. And to hear the Holy Spirit, we won, we should be listening. We should get quiet somewhere and, and listen to what God's trying to say to us and, and pray and fast. That there's a man of God somewhere that's going to possibly pray and fast. And he's seeking the Lord's will. He's seeking the Lord's direction. I'm hoping that you're going to leave this room here today and that you're going to go out there and find those clipboards. And those of you that can fast physical food, don't you chicken out and fast sweets. Uh, 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 uh. That's for people who medically cannot fast. But we need you. And we need each other. So, 
in application in closing this morning. Are you with us, Christian Church of Mantino? Are you with us watching from, by YouTube? What can we learn from fasting? What can we gain uh, in the kingdom by prayer? What are we showing God by our living by faith? What are we showing Him? If God thought our prayer and fasting revealed a shallow, unspiritual heart, does He have to be pleased with that? Will we trust whoever God sends our way that He is the man of God? Let's pray and fast. The invitation today, in closing, is to be part of a movement that God is doing among His people. And if you're not part of His people, you can't fake that movement. You need to come to Christ to be part of that movement. Oh yeah, you can sit on a pew, but Jesus isn't calling you to sit on a pew. He's calling you to be His disciple. He's calling you to accept His salvation. And so, we're going to be standing in a moment. We're going to be singing a hymn. And maybe you would like to make your way uh, to the front. Maybe, maybe even after the invitation is over and everyone's fellowshipping and the music's playing, maybe you would like to find the friend that brought you or find me or find an elder in the church or your Sunday school teacher and say, I've got to get right with God. I need to know him, and you can do that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for those outside of Christ. I pray, Father, for them to know Jesus. It, the world is killing us. We've listened to the world too long. It's distracting. It's confusing. It's disappointing. The world is, is perishing. And we thank you for the eternal life that you have granted us, given us, and blessed us with. May we share that eternal life with others through Jesus and Jesus only. So we pray they come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's all stand.